0: John Polstrom, you're listening to my podcast about meetings, productivity, and just about anything else in my mind. I'm going to do a series on meetings, kind of beginning to end. So if you're at a meeting, the first important ingredient, well, it's almost a, well, it is a required ingredient for a meeting is people. So I prefer to invite as few people as possible to meetings. Now there's some definite, you know, there's some boundaries around what this actually means. Though this doesn't mean that I exclude someone that would be useful to the meeting per se. But I tend to err on the side of inviting people that can actually make decisions versus those that need to be informed. In another session, I'll do a, a sketch of what good meeting minutes are comprised of and kind of how my process works. But in general, if someone isn't at my meeting, I have a strong belief that they should be able to get the gist of the meeting from the minutes, and you don't have to write a dissertation to do that. So I'll show that another time. But the key takeaway here is only inviting the people to the meetings that you need, that can make decisions, and that won't derail the meeting. Sometimes there's people that can actually aid a discussion, but maybe they're more of a distraction to the meeting or tend to go off on long tangents, and so kind of they're not overall net helpful to the meeting. So in that case, I might consult that person ahead of time, bring their feedback into the meeting, and then take it from there. In terms of inviting people from different functions, I also have a limit of two people per function. So in a typical you know, software development meeting, I might have someone from development, release engineering, quality engineering, uh, support, documentation. uh, I think that covers the major ones. And I tend I've over... I don't know, over my history of doing this, the product release meetings that I've been involved with that have the most people attending typically have the... I don't want to say the worst, but typically don't have such hot communication within their team. So if a particular team, say for instance, release engineering is sending 10 people to a release meeting because they need those 10 people to cover 10 different aspects of what they bring to the table, there's a problem. Usually I'm picking on release engineering. I never have 10 release engineers in a meeting, so it made for a good example. But usually if you have a team where that is the case and you know, one person speaks to this and one speak person speaks to that. First of all you're wasting nine out of ten people's time from that team for a good part of the meeting because they're not needed. So then you've got that person on their laptop doing who knows what, not really paying attention, and then when you call on them, you have to explain the topic twice and all that. So I like to keep it really tight and just say two people per function. This also ensures that the two people that get invited to the meeting know what's going on. And if they don't know what's going on, it's a pretty indirect, well, direct encouragement to figure out what is going on before they come to the meeting so they don't look like an idiot. So I think that's a good example where a little public peer pressure is a good thing. And so those two people typically come to the meeting prepared and knowing what's going on. And um, I'll have people say, yeah, but I need to bring, you know, these two other people because they can speak to and I'm just like, well, if it's that complicated, we can either have them come to the meeting and we can have them be the first agenda topic and then they can go. Or maybe you need to get a really thorough grasp of what's going on again inside your own team and be able to bring that to the meeting. So I just find that goes a lot better. But again, Definite danger sign I've seen is, you know, a particular team sends multiple people to the meeting. Usually those multiple people aren't talking to each other. They're not having their own sub-meeting. They're not coordinating amongst themselves, and they're using your meeting time to have the meeting that they should be having with themselves. So I'm really big on people owning the stuff that's theirs. And as far as I'm concerned, a product release meeting that involves, you know, 10, 15 other people is not the place for one team to solve all their problems. So, to recap, two people max from each function, uh, preferably a lead, like one of those two people is the lead, and only invite the people that you absolutely need to have at the meeting, write good minutes, and sometimes that requires a thicker skin because people don't like being, well, they feel excluded. I like to think a lot of times I'm actually doing them a favor, so if you have any thoughts on meetings, meeting attendees, anything else on your mind you think I should cover in a future episode, drop me a line at podcast at Johnpolster.com. Thanks for listening to the John Polster Show. Notes, links, and all that other good stuff for this episode are at Johnpolster.com/podcast. If you have questions or ideas for the podcast, send those to podcast at johnpolster.com. Thanks to Kevin McLeod for the music on this podcast, which is licensed under a Creative Commons license and can be found at incompetech.com.